Well, hello people. Welcome to our first podcast. So, let me introduce our group members. It's me, Evania Christine, and there are also Chandra Gracela and Clarissa Gisela. So, now we are going to talk about sociolinguistics and today's topic is regional differences. Regional differences are affected by many aspects. It can be language variable, levels of cilian, variation and change, distance and space, and many more. For now, I will start with language variable, which is something that exists in speech community and depends on two constraints in its use. So, the first one is linguistic constraints. So, linguistic constraints are regular. It have certain patterns that are not random things and can be considered as language restriction. So, it can be the rules in pronouncing vowel or consonant or the way of each person from different region in mentioning something. So, and the second one is social constraints which are affected by social factors or environment. If we talk about our nickname, for example, we will realize that we have several nicknames that are used in different place, time, or people so let's take an example about my name so my full name is evania christine my teachers and lecturers always call me evania or eva but different with all of my friends from school college or anywhere who feel more comfortable to call me fang and at the end of the day when i finally come home my family usually call me may which means little sister in chinese language rather than calling my name and from that example we can conclude that from this social constraints we are addressed depending on the social environment or who we are talking to hi i'm salah and now let's move on to the level of salience salience means obvious so the first one if a feature is very salient, it will become a stereotype or variable most people know about. For example, people know Japanese people for being madok because how they produce sounds like BDNGs different from other. Like if Indonesians say barang is different from Japanese barang. So there was an emphasis in Japanese B. The next one is markers. Markers close to speaker's level of consciousness and the variable shifts with styles. For example, formal and informal language. Formal and informal language not only vocabulary different but also phonetically and phonologically different. For example, if you drop an S as in the word suda and uda, it will make a difference. And people can tell you if you change the shift or the styles. And you are conscious when you're saying that variable. And the last one is indicator. In indicators, speakers are unaware of this difference and the variable isn't manipulated in different styles. It's just how you do that. For example, Japanese people are not conscious when speaking things like BDNG variables and they won't bother to change that because they think it's comprehensive enough even though sometimes 
other people make fun of it but yeah they won't bother to change it so yeah that's it for level of salience and now let's move on to the next topic hello i'm clarissa and now let's move on to the motivations for variation according to Meyerhoff 2006 first it's a desire to show how you fit in with some people and are different from others desire to be associated with a group for example based on my own experience when i was in junior high school i moved from java to sumatra on my first day of school i met one of the male seniors and i said permisi ka which means excuse me he was shocked and answered why do you call me ka you should call me abang because i'm a male and it's impolite to call me kaka and then i answered sorry because in java kaka is a gender neutral word for calling seniors at the community and he explained to me that in sumatra the term kaka is only for women that's why if you decide to be associated with students in Sumatra, you will call your seniors with kaka and abang. Another example, my dad is Manadonese, that's why I can and also understand Manado language. If you decide to be associated with male teachers in Manado, Mostly, you will call them with manir or mer, same like the Dutch language. Next, it's a desire to do things that have value in the community and be associated with that value. Some forms are more prestigious. In other words, the motivations for variation also affected by prestigious. The next motivation is a desire to not do things that are looked down upon in that community. Trying to minimize social risk by avoiding things that people might make fun of you for or look down on you. For example, the Bataknis E like Kemananya Kau or their accent. Because sometimes people market and you will be make fun of because of this feature. I have another experience. When I was in senior high school, I lived in Bandung. Once, there was a new student from Medan, and when he talked in front of the class, most of my classmates laughed at him because his Batak accent is so strong. I personally think it's not funny because it could hurt him, but yeah, there will still some people who make fun of it. Last but not least, it's a desire to work out how others are orienting themselves to the previous point, point number one, two, and three, and try to figure out how you fit in relation to the person you are speaking to. Okay, I think that's all from me Ivania and Sela, thank you for listening our podcast and see you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.